Hi, this is Elise, and welcome to the Fabulously Spiritual Podcast. I'm here to inspire, awaken, share some stories, share some new perspectives with you, talk some truth, and help others on their own spiritual journey. This is my conversation with Christina Weber, the founder of We Deepen. In this enlightening conversation, we chat about where relationships are headed and the future of conscious relating. Hi, Christina. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. How are you? Welcome. So I have Christina Weber on today, who is the founder of We Deepen. And I have her here because I went to one of her events at the biohacking conference and I felt so um, interested and amazed by the event because I find that it was such a beautiful experience of um, a new way of relating. And I'm going to let you go a little bit into your story, but I want to tell people, um, you know, when I was at your specific event, because you kind of do conscious relating events, right? Is that what Mm -hmm. you would kind of call them? And this one was the Playful Portal. Yep. Okay. It was a playful portal and it had such a tantric vibe to it in a way that, um, I felt resonated with me because there was an element of Kundalini yoga that, um, kind of does some sort of eye gazing. And after the event, everyone was kind of walking around and felt like they knew each other. So it kind of mm-hmm. changed the whole atmosphere of the conference. So I found it such a, um, profound little, even though it was like a one hour workshop, it had so much impact of just changing the energy of, of the whole entire conference. And I think it's something that can go into so many, um, different areas of, of people's lives to really change, you know, relating. So mm-hmm. I want you to share a little bit of your story, you know, your background, all about We Deepen to kind of just give the audience a little bit more information. So yeah, I'm of course, and you. that particular experience or activation that you attended at the biohacking conference was the playful portal. And, you know, you, you related it to Tantra, which for sure there's, there's a Tantra component to it, but it stemmed from clown. And clown, okay. what is that? People, I don't even know what that oftentimes is. Oftentimes, are yeah, like what what is clown? Like those are the like silly phases, and they're scary. Uh, but clown mm-hmm. is a practice. Like when you see Lucille Ball or some of these um, profound, like elder f- figures, a lot of great actors and actresses actually study clown as well. Uh, it's yeah. improv, you know, regular improv. When you see that, you, there's a lot of talking and and you're. Um, kind of intellectually sparring um, with your partners during an, an improv experience where clown, uh, a lot of times there's no words and mm-hmm. you're dropping further into your emotions. So you're feeling your body. There's a somatic experience happening. Um, so which can be very Tantra-like because you're in the state of presence, but that's the true essence of clown. And my partner in that gotcha. experience, Jet Evelyn, was is studied clown for 20 years and with Wim Hof and um oh, wow. and so that's where that experience came from and it helps to activate a state of play and oftentimes when we think of play we think of play as like oh play is fun like you're supposed to have fun when you play yes you have fun with you have fun when you play and it's play is also about experimenting 
and getting mm-hmm. to feel, do you like something? Do you not like something? Um, does this scare you? Does this excite you? Um, and through that, you grow and you learn more about yourself and the people around you. And it also helps to release, you know, these feel good hormones. Like you get to, you get mm-hmm. to feel your endorphins, your dopamine, um, and being with each other and that playful portal itself. I mean, we had music playing through a lot of the activities, but there was no words. So you yeah, did right. in that experience, you got to walk around you got to see the people, um, mm-hmm. who was with you, you got to play. And I think at the end, why you felt connected to everyone in the space was because, uh, you just went through a journey together. You guys all just did yeah. something that you had no clue what the fuck was about to happen. Yeah, yeah. And you just <laughs> embarked on it and you came out the other mm-hmm. side and you're like, oh my gosh, we did it. What was that? And uh, and it was amazing. And now I see you even more deeply. Yeah. And, and it's funny because after the event, anytime you saw someone, you're like, oh, hi, like I know you now. <laughs> You know, so it was it was really cool. But it's funny because it's very similar um, to this practice of white tantric where you again, you were staring into someone's eyes. And it's funny how so many people are so uncomfortable doing that. So it's like breaking through that that uncomfortable barrier. And then as you walk around, you're like, okay, now now like we kind of broke that wall down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful to see yeah, where, where, you know, the spectrum of where people are at and how comfortable they are. And sometimes too, it's like, it's interesting to, to drop further into yourself and you get to see your own evolution inside of that experience. Because when you see how uncomfortable someone is, it kind of, if you're the role model type, you'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. let me show them it's okay. Um, yeah. And, and let me ease the, ease the way for them. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for, it was so great to have you there. It was so great to be able to um, share that experience at the biohacking conference and the year before we did the dating dojo. Um, so that mm-hmm. was really specific to intimate relating. And this one, we got gotcha. to everybody all in and, um, and dive, gotcha. dive deep into that. I, I'm so curious what the intimate one looks like. <laughs> The dating dojo. Well, um, you, you, before we started recording, you're like, is there anything you want to share with the listeners? Yeah. The Wonderland conference is coming up November 9th through the 11th. It's an annual event. Mm -hmm. So if you happen to be listening past the fall of 2023, it'll happen again next year. And, um, that conference is, it's, um, psychedelic medicine, longevity, and mental health over 4,000 people in Miami. And I'll be wow. facilitating the Dating Dojo Playful Portal and a mind-blowing intimacy panel uh, at that event. Uh, so the Dating Dojo is, you know, this is where you start to ask, like, how did I get into this work? Um, yeah. It all yeah. stemmed from my own personal desire to experience healthy relationships this lifetime. Mm. And yeah. Each of our souls have a different intimacy journey. We're all going to have a whole unique intimacy journey. Some of us are going to attach to a person and be in a long relationship. Um, Others are going to weave in and out of relationships. Uh, Mm. And there's this process in between called dating, which is (laughs) kind of, it's like this like strange awkward experience to some extent. I mean, to some people might be listening yeah. like, oh, I love dating. It's not awkward to me. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> for, for some of us, it, it, it is. And I, uh, 
about a decade ago, um, was living in New York City. And I also run a woman-centric brand called Feminine Weapon. And there was a period of time where I had produced three concerts and a crowdfunding campaign for Feminine Weapon in an eight-month period of time. And at the end of that stretch, my mother asked me if I was dating anybody. (laughs) And I looked at her with this blank stare, like, dating? Did you not see what I just did? (laughs) Like, I'm surrounded by a bunch of amazing women. Uh, But I wasn't showing up strongly to fulfill that desire that I had to um, be in partnership and to create family. Mm. And at the time, this was the summer of 2014, Tinder was the new hot thing. I had never done any online dating. I was pretty much anti-online dating, but now I had friends who I highly respected who were swiping on this dating app and I thought, okay, I'll (laughs) give it a shot. I downloaded, I played with it. Um, I met some guys, I would coach myself, like, you know, you kind of know within the first like 30 seconds when you meet somebody like this is not my person, but then, yeah, you know, you want to be present in the experience, you coach yourself mm-hmm. to stay present and there's some, you know, you know, bring some delight into this experience so you don't feel like you're wasting your time. But then mm-hmm. I did feel like I was wasting my time over mm-hmm. and over and over again in these one-to-one interactions. So, yeah. um, 2014 to 2016, I created and ran what I called Underground Unattached. It was a curated dating experience, 20 men, 20 women, three hours, and we'd facilitate activities. And after doing that for two years, it became my primary focus. You know, one of Mm. my advisors at the time was the editorial director of Entrepreneur Media. And he was like, you know, Christina, I know you love this feminine weapon stuff, but not quite sure how you're going to, you know, turn women's empowerment right now in this moment into a sustainable business Mm -hmm. for yourself. However, you're with this dating stuff, you're really good at it. There's a void in the marketplace. Um, So do it, do it well, get into four cities, and then you could go back to Feminine Weapon. Well, Mm -hmm. fast forward 10 years later, this is still my primary (laughs) focus. Uh, And I, you know, what I learned in those two years is that, you know, most people, didn't grow up observing healthy relationships. Yeah. There's a lack of relationship role models. And the topic, uh, the, the topic of relationships, love, anything that can support you in having healthy, healthy, loving, meaningful relationships is neglected in our educational curriculum. That's around yeah. erotic wellness. It's sex education is, is not happening that much right now. Mm-hmm. Um, authentic relating, self-discovery, your hormones, your gut health. Your gut health actually helps you attract a mate. Mm. Um, attraction, wow. compatibility, like none of the a conflict resolution, communication, all of it is neglected in our educational curriculum. So I saw that there was a hunger for mm. learning and growing, especially amongst growth-minded people. And yeah. uh, so I was deep in... Um, I ventured out to to create um, sort of what ClassPass, if you're familiar of the, in the fitness industry, about okay. um, a decade ago, um, there was the rise of boutique fitness studios like your bar class, yoga, kickboxing, yeah. cycling, um, but there was not one central place to discover all of those boutique fitness studios. So ClassPass created that, and I saw mm-hmm. that example and. Um, that's what I ventured out to do is to curate 
best-in-class social and transformational experiences that can help people have more meaningful, loving relationships. And it doesn't just stop at dating because once we're in a relationship, uh, mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's the next level. That's another, well, I don't even want to call it necessarily a next level, but I, I yeah. do remember um, couples would come to me like, don't forget about us. The only thing that's being, you know, market to us is sex parties or therapy. Like what else can we do? Uh, so that's, yeah. that's my journey into this world of um, immersive, love-filled experiences. Wow. What do those experiences look like inside for anyone that's interested in attending? Well, they look a lot like the Playful Portal. Um, okay. They also look, you know, there's what I spotted is there's, there's this industry, I call it the relationship industry. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I do, I am a co-founder in Relate Fest, which is like the Comic-Con or the South by Southwest, but for the relationship industry. And I'm also the founder of Relate yeah. Week, um, upcoming Relate Week. It hasn't launched just yet, but we have Tech Week. Why not? Don't we have Relate Week? And um, yeah. there's a whole industry and these these experiences mm -hmm. um, can are on a spectrum. And when I say they're okay. on a spectrum of, um, you know, we recently hosted um, one of the brands we represent is called um, Boundless. And they do okay. um, shibari sound healing, um, mm -hmm. coupled with intimacy education. Um, and there's no. a wide spectrum into then getting into the BDSM, kink, um, play party arena. So some of those mm -hmm. experiences, again, this is like the when you take it down the, the further down the rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and they can also be tantra oriented. You know, the mm -hmm. we we represent tantra speed date. Um, and that is, you know, it's, it's like a, a puja style. So a worship style experience where you'll have, um, for this specific one, it's, it's for the heterosexual market and you'll have, mm -hmm. um, you know, women inside the circle, men on the outside of the circle and they'll rotate, um, and they'll each be prompted to, um, have an interaction with another, whether it's eye gazing or maybe a massage mm -hmm. or maybe answering a, a prompt. Um, that's gotcha. more of like the, the speed dating route. Um, some of the yeah. other ones, you know, are, you know, we have human design, um, experts or, um, astrologists that will facilitate mm -hmm. their unique spin on supporting people in the relational realm. Um, so yeah, there, there's, there's a, there's a whole world. There's others, you know, Pat Allen, Dr. Pat Allen, she's wrote the book, Getting to I Do. And okay. she would do this program the first Monday monthly in Culver City where, you know, people would walk in and they would sign up on a whiteboard and um, and she would hot seat coach them. Um, mm. So they take all formats. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and can. Yeah, there, there's a very large spectrum. And 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 two two you know, we deep it has promoted you know, the independent national convention, which is getting into the governmental realm um, and how we inject love into politics. Um, so we've had wow. also um, uh, town hall style gatherings where we've discussed, um, yeah, how do we, you know, personally speaking, I, I haven't been um, through my lifetime immersed in the political realm because I never felt they really spoke about love and growth and care for the mm -hmm. people. Um, but we are having those conversations now as well. 
Wow. This is like so forward thinking. That's why I was so interested in speaking to you too, because I, I mean, I live in a small state. I, I don't live in like a, you know, a New York city or whatever anymore. And I don't see anything like this near where I live. And what is your vision? Is it to kind of create little spaces or, you know, what is your vision to yeah. Have you moved this into? Them? No, I no. know. I want to go. I, I have little kids still. So <laughs> totally. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people that bring their kids to Birdie Man. Oh, really? Uh, oh my gosh. There is. Birdie Man has that a would give me anxiety. population. <laughs> well, if I was, um, if I was a child again, it would be a dream for my parents mm-hmm. to take me to Bernie Man and to make my little Bernie Man friends and pen pals yeah. that I would get to stay in touch <laughs> with through the years. Um, I, I asked, though, about if you've been to Bernie Man, because when you enter that type of world, um, there is, you know, you get the, this little Bernie Man booklet before you attend and it'll tell you all of these interesting activities that are happening throughout what they call the playa. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and, and yes, these types of experiences happen at festivals, you know, say lightning in a bottle and vision solar mm-hmm. punk summit, some of the biohacking conference, mm-hmm. wonderland conference. That's why on we deepen, I, we have since the pandemic, um, have been promoting a lot of multi-day experiences where you can get on the plane and leave your city and go yeah. and venture through. And, you know, two o'clock, you can attend this one, three o'clock, you can attend mm-hmm. this one and four that one. However, in cities like Los Angeles, Austin, Texas, New York City, uh, Miami, somewhat in Chicago, there is uh, activities that are happening um, on a weekly basis, um, sometimes mm-hmm. on a daily basis. And, uh, and yeah, there, I, my vision is that it becomes as regimented as fitness. That we consider community or connection or belonging or being with each other is so important for evolution. Yeah. Um, you could say, I could say mental health. Mental health is where I was going at first. But like, if you want to, mm-hmm. if you're here to grow, um, yeah. that's where a lot of it, like accelerated growth comes from is immersing. Like I can read a book at home. Um mm-hmm. I can also go and be at a Joe Dispenza or Tony Robbins workshop and Mm -hmm. feel what it feels like to have a change of heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different energy to actually be in that space too. Yes. Yeah. So I would hope, you know, I I stayed during, during COVID, I was in Annapolis, Maryland with family and I was hoping um, to bring some of that to Annapolis, Maryland. I realized, wow, this market is just not ready yeah, not that it's not ready, mm-hmm. um, because I think there is, but it's just not penetrated yet with the facilitators and the marketing capacity to let people know that it's available. However, you know, there are more sound baths happening. Yeah. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I, I think this is, first of all, it's so complex there's so many facets to it, but to see, you know, I do see the direction going that way as well. All of the things that I see, I'm, and I mean, sometimes it's what we view, we kind of see more of because I, I live in this world as well. But um, 
I think, and, and we spoke about this briefly, um, you know, our friend Rebecca Gordon, the astrologer was saying how, you know, in 2024, there's going to be a shift of how people relate to each other. And this is probably the biggest piece is this, how do we consciously relate to each other now? You know, we have this network of, we can relate to anyone at any second, at any time, and it could be just so mindless. Um, but how do we make it deeper? You know, all of those interactions that we have. Yeah. And I'll say that like over the past decade or so, we've been presented with a lot of personality, astrological, human design, I know human design specific system, but just even our archety archetypes of individuals that can help us better understand each other, like the human yeah. design system, gene keys, astrology, mm -hmm. erotic blueprints, your love languages, Myers-Briggs, like these yep. systems are being brought into the workplace and people are now mm -hmm. more able to understand who they are, share that yeah. understanding about themselves with another human being. This is kind of like the mm -hmm. deconditioning process. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then also under, you know, have other people like learn how another human being works. Like you, you brought up the biohacking conference, which is Dave Asprey's event. And he, mm -hmm. you know, hit the 40 years of Zen, um, one of his, yeah. um, you know, the big um, neurofeedback center, like retreat center, mm -hmm. um, they are right now interested in integrating the human design system into their internal team processes so that they understand when a client comes in of how they best yeah. communicate and work with that person based upon their human design. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's something that's cool. That is, yeah, that's new. Imagine if a yeah. teacher, you know, a, a teacher had a students, like a group of students coming in. I mean, I'm like mm -hmm. future tripping right now. Yeah. Like, oh, how, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> how amazing would it be is like I had a group of five-year-olds and I would have their yeah. human design charts like in front of me. I also work with a system called Aboutly, which is does a brain assessment um, and helps them, helps you understand of how each person uniquely processes information. Wow. Uh, and that's cool. And we're all kind of a bunch of aliens. And yeah, so we can better understand how to work with each other. Like you're not like me and I'm not like you. And yes, mm -hmm. the, the objective, I think the objective from a spiritual, uh, like from, from the, from viewing from a spiritual perspective is to come back to this, you know, not to be so woo woo, but the state of oneness Yeah, and we're in it. We're figuring yeah. it out right now. Yeah. It's merging right now. We're going through the merging process. Um, which is beautiful. Like I, what you said about like schools, how, how cool would that be? Because honestly, my kids go to public school and I often think, mm, I think I might need a homeschool in a couple of years because I just, how, not to say that teachers don't do a good job. They have the hardest job there is, but it's, it's an archaic system. You know, they try to make changes, but it's so hard to make changes to the system where, you know, we can't like, you know, you can't talk about God, you can't combine things, you know, it depends where you are. And like, and, and I think these things like human design and like astrology, if we use, we, we kind of 
you know, um, make it seem more science-like instead. Uh, and we start to merge those into like these public sectors, it might really start to make, you know, tiptoe, it will plant the seed to start to make the changes that we need to make to um, help everyone evolve. You know, because I think right now, everything's just about evolution. How do we can how do we get people to evolve a little faster? And what are the tools and the tools are out there now? And how can we really show people that, you know, maybe astrology is not your thing, but you might like human design, you might like whatever. So. Yeah. And all these, all these are sciences, a science of differentiating uh, mm. because each of us have a unique gift to bring forward. I love, you know, the idea of, I, I'm not a, a mother yet. Uh, I'm kind of at that, you know, age 42 <laughs> thought I would have had, had children still like, you know, kind of a little bit in the midlife crisis moment. Like, am I going to have kids? Am I not going to have kids? What's, <laughs> what's happening? But mm-hmm. if I did, um, I like this idea of pods. Uh, yep. And because right now, yeah, that educational system is, you know, archaic. It's hard mm-hmm. for the teachers, you know, they don't have innovation being brought forth. And yeah. if you think of the science of differentiating, are that I think would scare leadership. Oh, leadership yeah. was like, let's get them all aligned. So mm-hmm. it's really easy. Yeah. But if you evolve leadership, it's like mm-hmm. leadership is creating other leaders. Current mm-hmm. leadership doesn't necessarily want to create other leaders outside of, you know, the family structures that they have, you know, embedded into like, you know, this Mm -hmm. family, this family, this family, we control, we do everything. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's, I think it's scary for them Mm -hmm. to consider like deconditioning humans and allowing them to shine for their greatest gifts. Even to like the word God, I'm like Mm -hmm. the creator, the universe, whatever you want to call it. There's some type of higher power. Yeah, exactly. Just accept (laughs) I know. <laughs> it's, it's a touchy, touchy word. Touchy word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so let's see. What else can you share with us that you're working on right now that you want to talk about a little bit more? Um, I love to go back into the dating stuff, although I haven't been dating for a really long time. My husband and I are going to celebrate our 10 year anniversary uh, next week. But um, congratulations. I, I, thank you. Um, but I find dating now, like I hear my sister and like other people and I'm like, oh my God, I, I don't think I could date right now. Dating. Yeah. You know, I, I work in dating and I don't even want to date right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I'm, I'm writing a book. Um, I'm in an accelerator program to write a book and my book is, about my dating stories. Oh, it's wow. like, it's like, a, it's chronicling my journey with the evolution of We Deepen, uh, coupled with, yeah, my own personal dating stories and lessons that I've learned along the way. And I am writing these stories, uh, which I think creator God, whatever gives mm-hmm. me, it, it was like, I didn't necessarily get a formal education in psychology or 
Uh, yeah. I, I do have a coaching certification, uh, but I, I didn't, you know, from a an academic level study relationships. I've mm-hmm. I've I've self studied experience based. Yeah. Experience based, yes. Yeah. And uh which is sometimes more powerful. Oh my God. It's so it's you know yes. And so yeah. I'm writing this story and I'm I'm actually as I'm as I'm writing it, I'm seeing I'm I'm able to to see and reframe things in new ways. And I constantly I'm talking about this on podcasts that I'm mm-hmm. a guest on or um, on my own podcast, which feels very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for me, what I like to promote most in dating and relationships is authenticity. Mm-hmm. I think authenticity is the most powerful frequency. Yeah. And it is also, it's not easy. Authenticity, mm-hmm. like being fully authentic in every moment is not easy because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. You don't want to, like we create attachments. So we don't want to lose Yeah, yeah. what we've have. We like attention. We're human. Like attention is also mm-hmm. a form of love and we like attention. And I give that as a sample because I, you know, I, I, I was in a nine year, I'm sorry, not a nine year, a nine month relationship mm-hmm. um, from January to September. And I, I broke away from that and I asked for like 90 days, no contact, like 90 days, not seeing each other. Mm. Um, just so I could, you know, my human design, if, if you're listening and you're aware of human design, mm-hmm. I am a projector and a six, two profile, a six, two profile is a role model hermit. Mm. And my life, that six line means that my life is broken into, um, three phases. Um, first phase is like up until the Saturn turn up until your 30 is like about mm. trial and error. I'll mm-hmm. experience a lot of betrayal and confusion. And then the next 20 years, it's like that that's the 30 to 50 you're up on the roof and you're observing. Mm. And then, um, and then after 50, although I talked to a six, two yesterday as I was a guest on his podcast and he's like, yeah, you think that when you're going to get 50, you're going to have it all figured out. He's yeah. like, I don't want to like ruin it for you, but it, there is a self mastery <laughs> that comes at that point, but, um, it's not like everything's always all figured out. Yeah. But anyway, I'm in this like 20 year period of being up on the roof. So me asking for this 90 days is like a, mm. a period to come and be in a reflective state and to, see more deeply of what happened. Mm. Like what were the nuggets and the lessons from that relationship yeah. and connection? And again, being 42, like there is a desire to create family and yeah. have children. And so right after I came out of that, mm. um, I got jumped on a dating app and I met this guy <laughs> and, um, and within, you know, after the first date, I'm like, this is great. He's the one, this is perfect timing. We both felt it. And then four days later, I was like, eh, I don't know. Oh, so. really? Wow. Yes. So now I have this beautiful man who is like pitching me on like how perfect we are for mm-hmm. each other. 
And my intuition is like, no, mm. no, yeah, this isn't right. But the logic, you know, this is where I've, I've, I've heard people say, you know, they say this, it looks good on paper. Mm-hmm. I've now understand for my own self, what that means of yeah. when it looks good on paper, mm-hmm. because there's something to in our own, like we bring the people to us for our own personal transformation. That's not always romantically. Yeah. That can be, yeah. that's colleagues, that's our children, that's our parents. That's mm-hmm. like these people are coming to in this soulmate energy is almost happening moment by moment. Yeah. And it's that catalyzing energy that's supporting your own growth. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I am what I'm here to promote. And I, and I say that word promote in like, I'm, I'm, I'm more of like, like present ideas to ponder mm. is that each of us have a unique love journey, each unique money journey. We mm-hmm. have a, a unique health, a unique health journey. Um, and there's no right or wrong inside mm. of it. Sometimes for me as, you know, being a, you know, known as a relationship expert, although it's mm-hmm. funny the term expert, <laughs> there's a, there's a more me coming into myself of, you know, a decade later being like, I'm not a failure for not now being in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like I am currently single <laughs> and I am enjoying the, my intimacy journey. Mm. And so from a, a, I, I'm here to inject more joy in the process mm. of learning about yourself through love and intimacy and connection, yeah. which is, and which I'm experiencing is, that for my own. Yeah. Which has tremendous, tremendous growth. I mean, relationships give you tremendous growth. I remember one of my teachers, um, I, I was in, um, my teacher training when I, cause I'm a Kundalini teacher, um, like, you know, 12 years ago or whatever. And I, um, she said to me and I was getting married or I was engaged and whatever. And she said, marriage is the, um, what she, oh my God, now I'm forgetting what she said. <laughs> marriage is the, um, oh my God, now I forgot what she said. She pretty much said like marriage is the gateway of, it's the greatest spiritual, um, you know, transformation, uh, that you can go through. And I think what I'm, I'm curious what you think about marriage now, if, if it's, if there truly is a happily ever after because we constantly ebb and flow. And I, I really don't think people, um, I, I don't know if it's necessary to be married anymore, to be honest with you. Even though I've been married, I see the, um, the benefit of it. I also see how it's difficult and how people do get divorced because life changes and life is different now. Um, and we make the conscious choice to stay in it and, and find our partner Um, But I think we get in trouble sometimes because people are looking for this perfect person that their puzzle piece, which I don't know if it really exists, to be honest. Yeah, great question. I'm pro-marriage. Yeah. I would love to get married. I actually did um, throw myself. I I married myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There you go. You're married. 
I held my own <laughs> wedding. I had 250 yeah. people at the cutting room in New York City. Zelma Davis <laughs> from CNC Music Factory performed live Everybody Dance Now. Um, oh, I, my I God. have this FW, it's Feminine Weapon, uh, tattooed <laughs> to my ring finger. And there was a trend of, of people marrying themselves. But mm -hmm. I'm pro-marriage with a partner yeah. um, as well. I would love to experience marriage this yeah. lifetime. And um, yeah, I don't think it's... Uh, I, if, 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 you know, if I die without ever marrying, I, I'm not gonna, I'm still gonna be happy this lifetime mm. and enjoy my life, even if I don't get married. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and, and what I, I do think though, is that oftentimes people do marry the wrong person. Yeah. Like, ask, how did you... How did you know your husband, husband? was right yeah. for you? Um, I think I knew immediately. That's one thing. I've never felt a connection. It, it was very much a karmic connection. But for my evolution, um, you know, they say that people marry like their parents usually, you know, they sometimes repeat patterns. And I didn't repeat a pattern. So it was the greatest mm. um, marriage for my personal evolution. But, you know, marriage is hard. And I think everyone uh, that is married can say that at some point they kind of think like, you know, you, they don't know if that's the perfect person. I don't think you ever know that, to be honest with you. For, with you. But I think that what for me is I have a great partner a life partner where I feel that, um, that we constantly, we endure time because we constantly support each other. And I think that, um, the fairy tale that a lot of people put to marriage isn't real. And when you go through the grind of life, especially when you have kids and, you know, life happens, that fairy tale, it gets thrown out the window really quick. And it's nice to kind of keep that alive. Um, and it's work to keep it alive, but I think you just need to find, um, honestly, your best friend. That's what I realized is that my husband, um, is my best friend. He's the person that I mm -hmm. want to spend my time with. He's the person that I want to have fun with. He's a person that we can get through everything together and we're partners. I don't even like to say marriage sometimes. I'm like, he's my partner. And that's what I feel. You know, and we have a, um, you know, a kind of an agreement with each other, kind of an unspoken agreement where we both allow each other to live our lives. You know, we, you know, when he needs what he needs, he he can experience life like we're two individuals going through life, and we need to respect that. And I think the other thing about my, me and my husband is that we have tremendous, tremendous amount of respect for each other. And that's the number one thing always. Um, so, you know, like I, I, I said to you before, like, oh yeah, I went to the biohacking conference alone. I think some people would be like, really, your husband let you go to that alone? I'm like, yeah, I let him go to things alone too, because we're individuals that need to fill up our own cup too with things in life. And, and that's how life is. And again, we respect each other. So you're never at the same point at any time when you're in a marriage. 
and and you always have to yeah. you always have to and that's what makes it hard is because you always have to hold the space for the other person when he's in the shit i sometimes have to be up here to hold space you know and then vice versa and add kids into that it's a whole nother layer <laughs> Yeah. And, and you know what, I, I will take back the, that most people marry the wrong person because you're, everything is perfect and divine mm -hmm. in yeah. its order. And we are in this time of evolution in our relational journey. Like our, our, our relationships are up for negotiation in every aspect. That's why authenticity yeah is so important of not suppressing or repressing mm -hmm. who you are to fit in some sort of box so that you can stay in this partnership. There's four pillars of a conscious relationship that I like to invite people to try on for uh, um, when they're dating or in relationship, mm -hmm. long-term relationships too. And these four pillars, they were, they came out of um, the teachings of Shelley Ballard and there is number one, no attachment to outcome. Growth comes first. I love that. It doesn't mean that you don't fantasize about a connection and what it'll become and how it'll end up and that will die happily ever after. It, it means that you're more interested in growth than you are in making the relationship work at all costs. Mm -hmm. And you're more willing to be yourself and not suppress that experience. That's authenticity and full self-expression um, while also, of course, being compassionate to the other human being. Number two, both parties agree to own their own shit. Mm. Like we're not going into an experience running for the victim position or to yeah. blame the other person um, for your own experience. We understand that when you come into an intimate relationship, you will most likely be triggered and feel insecure and jealousy and rejection at times. Um, and that's stemming from your own experiences and conditioning and not the other, what the other person's doing. We're, when we relate to one another, it's a free will experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can leave at any time if it's abusive, if it's not serving your highest good. Yeah. And then number three, all feelings are welcome and no internal process is condemned. That means I get to share with you about what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling without you shaming me for having that experience. Again, I'm not blaming you um, because both parties have agreed to own their own shit, but mm -hmm. I can feel all the things that happen and mm -hmm. you accept all the things that are happening to me. And then four, the relationship is a place to practice love because love ultimately it's a practice. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a verb. It's a, an experience. And when I think of love in action, I think of a process of a gradual process of removing layers of the ego, things mm -hmm. that are, you know, the fears, the negativity, things that are holding you back from being the highest version of yourself coupled with ever increasing acts of sharing mm -hmm. because we give to who we love. So if in love, if I'm continuing to like remove these fears and like, I'm scared to tell you this or to say this or to be this or express this. Um, and at the same time, I'm 
you know, because sharing with you is sharing that experience of being who I really am Mm -hmm. because that's so vulnerable. Yeah. And then giving so many times. I mean, I have, you know, because I do some private matchmaking and of course, relationship coaching as well. Um, but people will come to me and they'll be out of, you know, they'll have a first marriage or a long-term or a long marriage or, or a long relationship and they'll come out of it. And they'll say to me, you know, when they go into the next one, like I'm no longer sharing a home with anybody or hmm. sharing finances or, you know, I'm done with that part of my life. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you want me to set you up with somebody, but you're going to hoard your resources? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. this is not, that's like, you're withholding love. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like I want, I want to fully share. And this is a gradual process. It's not saying to meet somebody and on day one, give them everything because yeah. love is an earned experience too. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you know, we earn each other through our connections. Yeah. Uh, so those four pillars are what I like to, how I, I live my own relational life. Mm. I invite others to try them out as well. I love those. Those are so powerful. I mean, those are, those are what a marriage is. If you can, if you can check all those boxes and ride with someone through that, then I think you found your person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and doc, Dr. Sarah Nazaratam actually also even talks about how we're, we're moving from a submergent love model into an emergent love model. Mm. And so um, what she shows about is that a lot of previous relationships were built on this emotion of love mm-hmm. like this you know within those two years you know, of a lot most people have heard of this by now like the you know the um they call it um new relationship energy yeah honeymoon uh, and ner mm-hmm. yeah the honeymoon and mm-hmm. you know that's when all these hormones feel good hormones are releasing and you yeah. can do no wrong and it's so exciting mm-hmm. um and, and that is not what sustains mm-hmm. a relationship. She promotes more flipping that and that being the, instead of the the foundation of your connection, but more of the, you know, the top of the pyramid on it. And mm. instead your relationship is built on respect, yeah. attraction, compassion, empathy, and a shared vision. Mm. Oftentimes too, that, that shared vision one is missed, mm. um, you know, if, when you're coming in with a partner and, and you're really like, how do we want to live our life together? What mm. does it mean to be partners? Like, as you said, you and your significant other, we have, you know, this respect for one another. I think he's a really good human. Yeah. I trust him. Mm-hmm. And so often people go into these marriages because they felt that chemistry. Yeah. Um, and they think that's it mm-hmm. and they don't get into the conversations or the exploration and it's not their fault because they weren't taught mm-hmm. uh, to have these, you know, deeper, um, you know, these, these, these deeper experiences with one another before they decide on such a big thing. This is your hiring the most important role in your life. The person who is going to receive more attention than anybody else. Yeah. And that's a really important job. Yeah, for sure. I and you know, I feel like, you know, I was as we're having this conversation, um, you know, the people that I see with the most successful relationships that I I look to, um, you know, some friends of mine that I I know that I, you know, really admire 
what they have and the things that they've gotten through and, you know, how long they've been together and what it looks like. And I find that obviously I, I mentioned earlier that I, I don't think that marriage is necessary anymore, but people obviously, you know, still want to get married. Um, but I think it becomes, instead of this box-like structure of, you know, this traditional marriage, I think now that it becomes this more fluid, um, ever flowing and ever changing sort of relationship. And, um, I think that's what marriage is turning into. And that doesn't necessarily mean that like, it's an open relationship or whatever. It obviously can be whatever you want it to be. But I think that it just, um, you know, the person that you marry is the person that you can dance with energetically the best. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. You're dancing. I mean, cause we're yeah. as individuals, we're growing constantly. So yeah, we get to grow together mm. through that, that experience. You know, I always suggest it. If, if, if one person, you know, in your relationship is growing in some way and it's changing them significantly to make sure to go grab the hand of the other and be like, Hey, I'm reading this book or yeah. I, I'm, I, I did this ceremony. Or yeah. I'm taking this medicine. I'm, I'm, I'm trying this practice and it's changing me and I want you to come too. Yeah. And you know, sometimes that's hard. So, so, you know, what I noticed as well, which is interesting is that, you know, sorry, I keep talking about my own marriage, but I feel like that's <laughs> into this. Um, you know, so I've been on my own spiritual journey for 16 years, but my husband doesn't meditate. My husband doesn't do these things. So, you know, there's parts of times in my marriage where I felt like he held me back. And I, really it was about me learning. I had to relearn of how I, I thought about that. Um, and my own spiritual ego that I was bringing to the table of, you know, I'm up here and why won't you meet me up here? But really sometimes you need to pull yourself down and reach for the other person and pull them up with you. Uh, um, you can't go too fast sometimes. And that's, that's the dance that you, you learn. And, I, and now, um, I'm going back to that, that quote, I think she, my teacher told me, um, it's the, the ship, it, it's a ship that you like is ascends you into spirituality, the greatest spiritual practice that you can do. And I, I always go back to that quote of why she said that to me. And I realized it's because like, um, you, you can't just, you know, you can find many people you're compatible with, but how many people can you do that dance with? Hmm. And, and, and that's really what it's about. Yeah. And I also like to think like, like, that's a beautiful quote of, you know, marriage is one of the greatest like ships to evolution mm -hmm. and it's not for everybody. Yeah. Somebody's ship to evolution is, could be entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, another person's ship is overcoming some type of illness. Mm -hmm. Another one is, you know, um, navigating, a you know, a, a, so, yeah, some type of like addiction or mm -hmm. um, a, a, a journey with an autistic child. Like we have so many opportunities for transformation through our life experiences and there's no one way. Yeah. So somebody may go and, you know, have a really deep, profound experience with meditating on a daily basis and another person 
that might not be for them. Maybe mm -hmm. EFT tapping is. Yeah. Or maybe plant ceremonies are. You mm -hmm. know, we all kind of we do these things and then we want to um, we, we get really excited about them. So I get it. We want to tell everybody else, like, mm -hmm. this is what's helping me. So it'll help you too. Exactly. Uh, but we each, there's a smorgasbord mm -hmm. of life experiences and opportunities. And there's no one way. Yeah. Uh, we all get to go on our own different path. And so that's even... You know, I love how it's a saying like the the reframing and, and also to the reflection, because sometimes too of like the annoyance that you may have with your husband about him not meditating may be the drive to get you to meditate more because that's really good yeah, for you. Exactly. It's always this kind of dance. And to circle full full circle back to your play portal that I went to, that was my also my realization is that she's teaching people how to energetically dance with someone and relating. You know, we literally did a dance. We did a dance. We did a dance. We did going and But we were we were dancing, and really, that's what all relationships are: is some sort of energetic dance that you're doing with someone else. And how how deep are you yeah. gonna go there? But that's really who can you dance with? You know, those are the people that are in your circle. You know, and sometimes it may feel like a spar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not my person. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Are the banter, the banter that happens in between at times. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I think the greatest, you know, lesson for, for me that I have learned is like really is, is making sure my environment is super important. And so that toxic relationships aren't allowed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have no room. Like I, I have to be around people that I feel inspired by and uplifted. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in a toxic environment, then I'm there at free will mm -hmm. and I can exit and leave it at any time. And that is my own responsibility. Nobody else can do that for me. Um, nobody else can feel what I'm feeling inside. Mm. And so we each own, own our own experience this mm. lifetime and we're each responsible for our own journey and i was like i don't you know we all have you know family isn't i just came back from i'm in austin texas right now where i currently live and i was in maryland the past week with family and you know i don't they're 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 not as invested in self-growth this lifetime as I am. Me too. And yeah. that's okay. And it can be frustrating as hell sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, the space in between, sometimes the space in between is like a whole lifetime. Yeah. But that's what led you on this journey. You know, sometimes our yeah. patterns are what pushes us up to these higher levels, you know, so you just kind of honor that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely was the, the, the family stories of origin that <laughs> led us on the path. I have, I have a question. Do you share, like when you get into a new relationship with someone, are you, are they aware of the pillars? Do you discuss the pillars? How does that happen for you? I do. Okay. I do. All right. Uh, I 
with the this the the previous relationship that I was in for nine months, that was something that I brought forth in our connection early on. Uh, this particular man was uh, newly divorced mm-hmm. with two teenage children and not desiring to create family. Um, yeah. It's not like you you know I get it to yeah, get out of a hard. marriage and be like, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to take responsibility for another one and create yeah. more a family. So yeah. we kind of had um, uh, understanding mm-hmm. that although it was very challenging to say something was short term, it was very, it's like we kind of, I, I laid those pillars out. I'm like, okay, we hear, this is what I'm up for. Like, let's practice love, mm-hmm. you know, not have the detachment to this outcome. Um, yeah. We'll each own our own shit. And uh and all feelings are welcome. So you'll get to understand my full experience. I want to understand you. Yeah. And now that I, although I, I am, I, I'm, I'm wanting to, I'm, I'm in a bunch of launches right now. I'm preparing for the Wonderland conference. I'm working on my book. Um, I, I'm kind of in a process of stepping back to mm. take inventory of yeah. my life experiences and where I really want to go next mm-hmm. before I just jump into something. But I, I, have been on the dating app Raya. Okay. And in my dating app profile, I actually list here are the guidelines okay. to date me. And I list those. Wow. I love that. <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> Straight to the point. This is the only way I'm willing to engage. Oh my gosh. I love that. What are the what are the dating apps that you suggest if anyone is is in the market? What do you like the best? <sighs> Well, dating apps are a gamble. Okay. Um, You know, I know people who are using, um, I know people who've met on, you know, I know a couple, um, Kimmy Inch, who's a, you know, she was at the the biohacking conference Mm -hmm. as well. She's a kink educator on Prodom. She met her significant other on Tinder four years ago. Wow. In Austin. Um, So typically, you know, you'd say no Tinder Mm -hmm. because Tinder is the hookup app. Yeah. Uh, but I know, you know, couples in their 30s and 40s that have met on Tinder Tinder in recent times. Um, Bumble, if that's your, you know, the mm. hinge, I think it can happen anywhere. Okay. Uh, I have been on Raya, which is like the exclusive dating okay. app for quote unquote celebrities and such, <laughs> which is just fun because you'll swipe through and you'll see some really interesting humans. Oh my God. That's um, and that's where I even met this previous man that I was dating. But I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the process of launching We Deepens Love Club. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some, some private matchmaking and where I, I, I prefer to meet people in real life. Yeah. And, um, and that's where I think that the, the interesting stories happen for me, um, where I have, um, more time to get to know somebody mm-hmm. without. And, and so I, I think that a lot of it also is like, what is your, like, what is your intention? Like I, you know, couples prior to the dating apps used to meet most in school and at work. Mm-hmm. You have more people working remotely than ever before. More people are moving away from the church so the dating apps kind of came around as like a thing to re- to replace that. I within the the We Deepens Love Club, we're inviting a group of people to mm-hmm. gather to 
become comrades for each other's love lives, to study love together. And um, we are continuing to bring in growth-minded people to introduce them to each other, as well as inviting the participants of the group to also be each other's matchmakers as well. Oh, wow. And we, uh, within the love club, are also providing access to experiences uh, that the types of people that are part of this club would, um, where they would, where the types of people that they were interested in dating would be. Mm -hmm. And that's always what I recommend. If you can think of the person that you're interested in dating, consider where would they be hanging out? Mm-hmm. Where would they go? What would they do? Mm-hmm. And then go and do those things. Yep. So the Wonderland Conference mm-hmm. or Unleash or the Solar Punk Summit, a lot of the things that the Biohacking Conference, mm-hmm. like go to these experiences. And I'm, I'm super grateful that these conferences have now been willing to add a dating component to it. Yeah. Because how great is it you know, to go to a dating dojo at the Wonderland Conference or at the Biohacking Conference, because now these are people mm-hmm. who have a similar interest to you, um, and we can organize the dating in person right there, live, so you can feel their yeah, energy. That's amazing. You can look in them in the eyes. You can see they're not. You're just not wasting as much time. And it's interesting when I first started doing the, uh, you know, live experiential dating. People would come to me. There was it was in New York City, and people would be like, "Oh, who are those desperate people there?" (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Like, sorry, you can go back on the dating apps. Those people are desperate. (laughs) There's a vulnerability in saying, "Like, I want love," like, and I'm going to show up for it. Um, And I haven't figured this area out in my life, so I'm willing to accept Mm. guidance and. Um, and support in there. So back to your initial question, like whatever app calls to you, gotcha. and if it doesn't call to you, don't do it. If it does, I have another f- friends who they met on the pattern. It's an astrology oh, cool. app, and the pattern said that they were soulmates. Oh my gosh! Like it actually tells the what they predict that you will be, and it said soulmates. They're both like, oh, this is interesting, and they met. And wow! They actually married because the app told them they were that soulmates. is crazy. Oh my gosh. So your love club though, what is the process? Do you have to like apply to it? How, how does someone get into your love club? They can apply to it. There is an early application right now at wedeepen.com. You can click on the love club link or the matchmaking link. It'll also submit you into the We Deepen matchmaking database. It is a $25 submission fee to review the application and get you into the database. Whether you join the love club or not, you'll be in our database. So when I have personal one-on-one clients, uh, I can I, I go in there and see who's, who's, who's around. The questions that you'll notice are very specific. Actually, they have to agree to the four pillars of a conscious relationship to then move to the next level in the application process. Wow. Um, and then we ask questions like, why are you ready for a wonderful relationship now at this mm-hmm. time in your life? Uh, to what growth programs have you taken? What would you be willing to do to keep your relationship alive and vibrant? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we ask geographical questions, um, how much time that you have to dedicate to a relationship. We understand that people are at different points in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we take all that, that information in, but they can do that on wedeepen.com. So if someone applies, they don't have to be in a certain area. They can be anywhere, right? 
and obviously you have like certain events that you hold. How does it work? Yeah, they can be anywhere. I would suggest to be in the United States. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, you know, we have had people come to us like in Amsterdam or the UK and such, and I've had conversations with people in that way, but uh, for the, for really to be impactful, gotcha. um, we will limit it to the United gotcha. States. Um, I know now with podcasting, anybody mm-hmm. can listen to it anywhere. I'm not to yeah. disclude you, we'll be there <laughs> soon. Um, and yeah, we do, we have, uh, we're, we're actually, we're, I'm in the process later today. I have a, a meeting. I'm, I'm working with a group of people to um, put the whole program together of okay. the love club. Um, and uh, yeah, there, there's virtual experiences. Okay. There's um, um, a, a community meeting spot online. And then we do um, continue to invite our members to live experiences. You know, the Wonderland conference, for example, coming up is, uh, $700 tickets for the general public. But if you're a love club member, we got you oh. and your ticket. Wow. That's awesome. All right. So any single people out there that want to, um, you know, hook up with someone, well, well, I'll use that nicely. Uh, meet someone new, <laughs> try out the love club. That sounds amazing. I mean, if I was single, I'd probably do that right now too. I mean, that sounds more like my, my type of dating scenario. So that's awesome. It does. I mean, I'm I'm so excited for it because now I get to share my own dating journey with all these people and I'm not coming in there and, and praying and be like, I have it all figured out, mm-hmm. everybody. I'm going to teach you to find mm-hmm. the one. <laughs> Bullshit. Like we're all in our dating journey. Like it's not that because you haven't read, you know, Catherine Woodward's Calling <laughs> in the One. If you just finish that book, you'll get him. <laughs> um, it's, you know, this is to elevate and bring delight and joy into the mm-hmm. dating journey, share it with a group of people and to, uh, yeah. And, and, and for, for whatever reason that you want to be in relationship, whether you're seeking a play partner, um, to have erotic experiences, or you're ready to create a family or you're in, um, you know, maybe a, a, a more senior state in your life and you want a companion and just someone to share experiences. Wow. With. That's awesome. I think you're doing an amazing job. You're going to make huge changes. And I think you're going to find an amazing partner, Thank Christina. You so <laughs> Thank you. And if you know him, call, if like, I know, him, know oh, him, oh God, I got to, I got to think <laughs> <laughs> you have some, I have some high standards for you. You're a love expert. So <laughs> thank you for being on today. I like that. I, I do have yeah. high standards. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was such a good conversation. Yeah, sure. I so much enjoyed this. I can't wait to share the episode as well. Awesome. Bye. Take care, Christina. Thank you.